0: There is a thin line that separates laughter and pain, comedy and tragedy, humor and hurt. Irma Bombeck. Bending Not Breaking, season three, episode 17, The Ember Island Players. Welcome back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine, and I'm Ben. And this is Bending Not Breaking with our wonderful producer, the Max one. Gonga the the Max gonga where? Gonga who? He's the best. Gonga what? He's and welcome, Max. Good to see you, bud. Ganga where? How you been this week? Anything fun happened this week? Anything you do? Anything? Can anybody ever say
1: gonga why? Uh, y'all are asking me very different. Well, questions. why is typically after where? Ganga how? Where when
0: why? So, like, it's typically, yeah, people don't get to that point.
1: People get there once they get to know me long enough. <laughs> 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 Matt, you doing know anything fun this week? Uh, the usual. Not at this time. We're getting into spooky season, and I love that. I sure
0: don't. let go back and watch the Hama episode again. You know, spooky season is a whole
2: lot of the same for me uh, in terms of there's enough spooky things in the in, you know, life that I don't I don't need to watch more. I like more. to go
0: escape into other spooky things. Yeah, I don't need that in things my life. Things that are a little less actual, <laughs> a little less like, oh, well, clearly yeah. that's fake, right? I don't need, that's that's a fun trick. That's like the most compelling argument for me to watch <laughs> a horror film. Now if you go <laughs> watch a <laughs> <this laughs> scary movie, it's a different type of scary that you know isn't actually real. Yeah,
2: that's, that's probably the most compelling thing that I've heard so far to get me to watch one. I've I'm been still more, not. But... I've
1: been more willing to watch them lately, f- largely for that reason interesting we got max into the conversation i watched midsummer over the summer what'd you think no thank you did you love it bleep was wild man i love it
2: no thank you love it,
1: it. i watched it on my laptop which has bad speakers it was a very quiet movie Ooh, nothing It was very a lot tonal. of dialogue it's I, very tonal yeah there's a lot of dialogue i couldn't really hear very well which probably helped me in terms That's... of my adrenaline
0: it's very, yes, it's very, very on edge. I love it. Yeah, Still super
2: uninterested. No, thank you.
0: Would you
1: prefer that we talk about baseball? What's well, interesting,
0: too, because no, that maybe specifically, like, it mixes humor and it mixes, like, the fear, and I like it. No, thank Chris you. Chris Pratt was pretty good. That wasn't Chris Pratt. That was the dude from
1: Sing Street. No, thank you. Oh, you're right. That was the dude from Sing <laughs> yeah, Street. Yeah, that's right. He, I liked him better in Sing Street. I'm sure you did. No, thank what you. A, All right. What a cool older brother.
0: We're talking about humor. We're not talking about fear today. No, we're talking about thank humor. You. We got to laugh. We got to look at things and go, <laughs> don't we? Do we? Should we? La, 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 la. I don't la, know. La, la, we will la, talk la, about la, it. La, ben, la, what about you? Anything la, la, fun this week? Lol.
2: Lol. Ben. Lol. I've literally felt like throwing up for the past week because of schoolwork. So, honestly, no. Actually, that's not true. The, at the time we're recording, this is after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, You're you know. are 30. I'm 30 years old You're now. old man. I had a friend of mine make me a cake, and that was really special.
0: That is really nice. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. Yeah, you don't make cake.
1: We're all 30.
0: We are all 30. I'm the youngest one. Ben was the last one there. I'm the baby. Bunch of 30-year-olds talking about Avatar the Last Airbender. That's what we do. <laughs> Not me.
2: Max just listens to he doesn't us listen. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I haven't thrown
0: in a... We'll throw it in post... Uh, lately see well, if i should get, throw that so in I'll, I'll i'll we'll see if we can get one in there maybe you should take that out during post we'll, we'll see all right let's talk about let's talk about humor because we're gonna talk about humor actually we're gonna do uh what seems useless you have a uh, 30 seconds to recap. you have 30 it seconds your turn, ben. to record ben, i'm gonna pull up turn. the timer right now ben 30 seconds to do the recap on and away your mark go. go
2: okay so here's what happens they go to a play that recaps season one, two, and three to this point
1: this was oh. a this was a clips episode you've got a you've got twenty seconds left
2: I mean a- Ang and guitar do a thing he crosses the line then you know Toph is really nice to Zuko it's comforting
0: five uh four. <laughs> Sokka gives Three, jokes to the guy. Two, <laughs> like, it's, that's it. I, one. I, I, I really wanted this episode to land on me. <laughs> like, like that was it. I mean, I did it all. And that was the best recap. That was the- to a play where they reenact
2: the first two and a half seasons. <laughs> that was the best recap I've ever done.
0: Like, I didn't even you forget anything. You nailed it. You really just nailed it. It, like, was, it was great. Covered it all. Let's talk about humor. Because that's the lens we're watching this episode through. Yeah, humor's a and, really interesting thing. And here's... I, uh, it's, It is interesting. Um, because it's this weird paradox, this weird contradiction of laughter, humor, joy, all of these things, deeply important. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. Mm. Being able to laugh. Mm. Being able to have a sense of humor. All these things are important. And yet humor a lot of times if not all the time is typically at the expense of someone else yep or at the expense of someone typically
2: i think i've expressed it before on the podcast where i like i have a pretty deep problem with humor because of the because it's so often at someone else's expense
0: or or the, the 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 joke teller's expense right at someone is at the expense it's at their expense yep um and i think that's what makes this tough all these moments that get played for humor throughout this entire episode are at the expense of the characters that are watching them, and we see their hurt their We see their, their pain. reaction. That's what I wrote hurt about. see their hurt their pain, which – how often does that happen, right? Um, and we see them try to play it off like we try to play it off. It's a very real moment where you see these kids are – these yes. kids are dealing with being the butt of several jokes – um over the course of this episode and so for us to talk about that it's gonna be it's gonna bring up this paradox of we want to laugh and there's jokes in the show and there's things that are meant to be funny and also it's typically at the expense of a character or situation or something that you have probably personally felt and so what does that mean for us are we allowed to laugh what does that mean So,
2: one thing that I think is worth noting is September 9th is the 10th anniversary of Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Uh, FYI, it came out. Uh, I got it. I'm sure you did. I bought it for my birthday. Uh, This is going to be... Anyway, but one one of the 10 guideposts in that book, and the book is the 10 guideposts to Wholehearted Living, but one of the 10 guideposts is... Cultivating Laughter, Song, and Dance. And laughter is something that is really a, a major piece. And she said she learns the most about laughter while she was studying shame. Oh. And <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard Max there, but. <laughs> Max <I like> contributed <laughs> to kind of to a conversation. Max was listening. <laughs> but uh, so I want to quote uh, just something from the book.
0: Laughter, song, and dance create emotional and spiritual on, before connection. We, before we get into that, I want to make sure that we throw like streamers and like bell sounds in posts so that like the celebrate Maxes can
1: contribute. Oh to yeah, this yeah, podcast. yeah! Post so put throw that, that in, post. in post, Max. Can we? Can I share an anniversary?
0: We'll have to hear
1: about that. September thirteenth is the seventeenth anniversary of Max's bar mitzvah. i thought we were doing anniversaries <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> right. Then,
0: what does Brene brown say about studying shame and laughter when did she la- say this la- in her book
2: the gifts of imperfection on september 9th that's when the book came out for its 10th anniversary laughter song and dance create emotional and spiritual connection they remind us of the one thing in life that truly matters when we are searching for comfort celebration inspiration or healing we are not alone so her assertion is that laughter is a reminder that we're not alone.
0: That's, con- that's a, what it serves it's, to well, do. It's a con- so it's a connection piece. This, yes. this comedian, this joke teller, this person is saying something that I that resonates with me. Yeah. And that is a connection piece.
2: And one of the things she says also is that shame resilience requires laughter. There we go. Which is really interesting because it really – I struggle with that because laughter is so often at the expense of another uh, and, like, true laughter is not the use of humor as self deprecation or deflection, but rather, like, and it's, and it's not the kind of, like, painful laughter that we experience. It's not that knowing laughter? It, knowing laughter embodies, like, the relief and connection that we experience when we realize the power of sharing our stories. We're not laughing at each other, but with one another. So that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. And so, like... As Anne Lamott says, laughter is this holy, bubbly, effervescent version of holiness. I'm paraphrasing, but.
0: Which is nice because I think, I think there's a line in there where the, it's not self-deprecation, right? But this idea that we're laughing with our things, with each other, when does that be cross into a moment of shame or where's that line of we're no longer laughing with, with each other? And I think it's it's easy to cross that line.
2: Especially if you're the one telling the joke. Right? Right. Especially if you're telling a joke at another person's expense, it's your responsibility to make sure that you haven't crossed that line.
0: Correct. So this idea of I'm a stand-up comedian and you got offended, that's not my fault. No, it is it your is fault. It is absolutely your fault. Like, it's just, <laughs> and it defeats the purpose. If, if you're going up there to have people laugh at jokes and they're not laughing yeah and connecting well and and, and so there's a line where it becomes what whiz connection can also drive disconnection the moment that it's not done correctly absolutely so what we're learning is humor jokes are tools and how they are used can either be to the detriment of a relationship or the bonding adhesive to one yeah and i I just think that that's i want to explore that as we
2: look at the the moments in this episode I think that that'll be important as a, as a lens. To yeah,
0: so to. Uh, the quality of being amusing or comic, especially as expressed in literature or speech, that's humor. Ah, that's so humorous. Yep. But I also, in here, because when you look up the, the theories that center around the purpose of humor, so there are the theories of humor, and there's many of them, but essentially what social functions do this humor serve? And the three big ones, the first two really, relief theory, this idea of a release of tension. So here's something that's uncomfortable, yeah. which is like that stand-up comedy, right? Like here's this, here's the setting, here's the setup, here's the punchline, and then the oh, uh, okay, the release. Yeah, right? the resolution. So like, um, but that's also we also see that in moments of people laughing in haunted houses, right? Like this moment of. If if I well, if, if I laugh if I can laugh it means that truly I'm safe, and so I don't have to worry about you. But we see that we see joke telling in, in those situations, um, to really diffuse the fear that's yeah, happening.
2: Well, and I, you just said something that I don't want to gloss over. Like, Please. safety is a requisite.
0: It's a prerequisite.
2: It's a prerequisite. Yeah, and I think that's really important to underscore. Like, if you are feeling unsafe, your like your body will not let you laugh Mm -hmm. right and so that's i I just we can't like just gloss over that i think that's really important
0: yeah and so i think you see that you see that in those moments this release of tension this way to to take out this discomfort which i think that's where my that's a part of my struggle with it with humor sometimes Mm -hmm. is i'm going to use humor to release this tension when sometimes we need to sit in that discomfort Um, well
2: and it goes back to the the whole premise of we need to spend time at the front so that we don't spend an unnecessary amount of time in the back right so we Learning need to feel more this than ever we need to feel this now so that we don't have to experience for the worst end of it later mm-hmm. right i.e like wear your masks now so that we don't have to spend months and months continuing to wear masks we're still yeah we're just another example to
0: throw in there uh, <laughs> um so back to the show um, so that's one theory right the, the next is superiority theory tell me more it the humor traces back to this idea that I get to laugh at the misfortune of others because I'm not in that situation. So this play right
2: because like who is the intended audience the fire nation yep. Right. And frankly, this is Ember Island. This is like the rich Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. These are the people who have like vacation homes. Correct. Right. And so, like, these are the privileged it's rich. The 1% Fire Nation. Exactly. Yep. Right. And so, that's a really important piece to think about the humor in this episode. This humor was meant to put For the this group down. Yep. This humor was meant and geared towards the elite population. That what? is a really important thing to
0: observe, I think. Well and we do that, right? <laughs> Honestly, I do that. I feel like every time I watch reality television, that's why I'm watching it. Tell me more. This idea of at least I'm not them. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 Um you know, when when we watch some of these shows where it's the You bachelor, cannot copy my wall The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, where it's I think that's we the challenge, to, actually. We, that was the challenge. I love that show. Love, Which I love only watch because of Sunshine. But we, you know, the ability to watch it and say, like, I'm better than that person, or at least I'm not that bad, or at least I don't say things like that. Um, so, this this uh, ability to, to create a sense of superiority. Um, but there's, there's stand up comics and everybody else who do that at the expense of other people, and it's mm-hmm. superior. And a lot of people who do self deprecating humor. And rely on self deprecating humor for connection. Mm-hmm. They're throwing that out to make other people feel better and more comfortable with themselves, right? So, like you, I'm laughing at me, so you can laugh at me, and that way you're comfortable with me being around. I'm definitely guilty of that, right? So, and that's so. Those are the two main theories of of where humor kind of plays. In that light, it doesn't always come off as positive. No,
2: it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm happy you
0: lifted up Bernays because I agree, and I think that's the contradiction. Well, and that's it's where it sits. And, it,
2: and it's just a really hard line for me. Like, how do you navigate the line? And that's 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 the challenging part. And I and I think one of the things that I don't know that your your theories talk about this, but what I saw in this episode was hyperbole as a tool for humor. Right. Right. Well, we know it's hyperbolic. Co- correct. Right. But I mean, like the person who wrote this, I like. I have to imagine they heard these stories as they were, like, we we heard that they were gathering data, they traveled all over the world to capture these stories, right? I, I have to believe that they didn't hear exactly what they put onto paper. I have to believe that they were gearing, they were writing a play for it, one, it's a, like capitalist society, they want it to be successful, they want right. to make money, they want to be successful, right? They want it to to work. And so they write it in such a way that will garner them continued viewership from this elite class. And so what do you do in order to impress that group? You put this group down, right? And the way they did it is they hyperbolized essentially what Zuko called, I think, what is is this quote at the end? Uh, It takes all the mistakes I've made in my life and shoves them back in my face. Right, right? And it's the same for all of them. It takes all of the qualities that they feel shame around and hyperbolizes them to the point that defines them as their
0: only quality they don't feel it as hyperbole that's the other thing because because when it's our own shame systems that are at work we are already assuming that it's the worst that can be we are already crafting that narrative in our head that this was so bad and so when it's hyperbolized that only justifies it back to us it's proof that 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 we were that bad i was that that we were that bad toff says you didn't treat your uncle that way i might as well have Right, exactly. like, I, I, yeah. I did, I did, right? And so that's these moments where these kids are having to experience themselves being put up on a platter for the entertainment of the rich and the wealthy.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's really tough. Like, and I can we talk about Toph for a second? Um, Toph is the only one who likes this play. Yes. Can we talk about, like, what does that say about her? And, I, like, wh- before I taint your perspective like what what is what does that say about her to you or do you have thoughts
0: i i wonder if so she she loves the fact that she's being played by a a big strong man and i wonder if that's because she sees herself or she's seen herself dominate similar men in competition in the past and so she likes that she's being played that way and finally being seen for as strong as she feels like she truly is i wonder if that's something about it um I wonder if she's she typically has been telling herself stories around Katara and Sokka and Aang, and we've seen a little bit of superiority from Toph before. And so I think that plays into that theory as it's confirming that for her throughout this process.
2: So I think
0: that Toph has the capacity
2: to laugh at herself. One. That helps. Is that... Laughing with her. Is that allowing her in giving her privilege, right, to be able to... She's the one who's made all of those jokes about all the other people in this group. Correct. She is the one who calls those qualities out in these people. Correct. And so is it because she is able to make fun of her own self that she expects everybody else to be able to take it the same way that she does? And is that a fair and is that thing fair? to do? Exactly. And so my, my assumption is that she is more likely to make these jokes because she is unaffected by them. And therefore, when we have the privilege of being unaffected by certain things, it creates a blind spot. And so that is that is my theory. How do you feel about it? Is that, like, on board? What what are your thoughts?
0: You, I feel like you also see that in Sokka a little bit, right? Like, he's able to get on board towards the end. but Because his quips are not that the things aren't accurate. It's that the jokes aren't as funny as he is. <laughs> yes. Right? So... Yeah.
2: He has well, and I, well, and I think another way to reframe that is he finds it funnier when he has control over the process. Correct. Right. So when you have input, things can you you can laugh with into a joke about yourself. So he's not being laughed at; he's being laughed with because he helped create that. Because he created it. A, yes.
0: A and so I I think that like
2: th- those are just big; those are huge points. Like these are this is
0: big. If you can laugh at yourself, and if you have input and the ability to change the joke or be a part of the joke, you're at, inside of when even with, at your expense. Um, does that make it more okay because it's with it's with you, mm-hmm. and that's where it kind of goes back to self-deprecating humor of like, some is it okay? And I think it's a balance, right? It's a balance of is this what you do all the time, or is this something that you can laugh at yourself and laugh at a mistake you made, or, or laugh at something that you do that's a quirk that you have and be okay with it? But when does that where's that line of you're beating yourself up? Yeah, and you got to not do that. You got to not use that shame language. You got to not look at yourself as not worthy or not enough versus, and yeah. I, I wonder if it goes back. It's a shame versus guilt almost, right? So it's, I can look at the situation where I did this thing, I slipped on a banana peel, and I can laugh because it's funny, and I know that I'm, I'm still enough and not a bad well, person. Well, and it's the
2: difference between humiliation slash embarrassment slash shame slash guilt, right? How do you right. differentiate between those four things? And if it's just embarrassment, you're likely to be like, oh, this happens to a lot of people. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It's it doesn't mean I'm not enough. It's the story you're telling right. self, right?
0: Absolutely, for sure. But the moment you start saying, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not – well. An,
2: an interesting question,
0: right, on that note is humor, it, like, what's the
2: – in order to create balance, right, uh, what is the opposite of humor?
0: Uh,
2: Hurt? Yeah, so what, what the internets say is that the opposite of humor is agony <laughs> or grief, right? And I think it's interesting because – in the show like you don't want a a a show that's just like straight up straight up funny like there there's these moments where you have it's a tension and a release and that's what makes a good show a good show is the dramatic feel of it right and so like is it still has to be heart right behind the show that makes it good it's really interesting because i like y'all if i'm i'm really Don't like watching comedians, but if you have a good recommendation—not you or Max—but like if you have a good recommendation and you're a listener, I'd love to hear a good recommendation of a comedian that really toes this line well. I've got one. Uh, Yeah, but I don't. I don't know.
0: I think it's important though. I talk to you all the time. I know, but I've got a reference for. Well, tell our listeners. I think Hannah Gadsby toes the exact line that we're talking about really well think she has a wonderful understanding she has a special called nanette that's on netflix that is there are trigger warnings there are things in it that are are where she talks about big t trauma of hers but she goes into a lot of she makes jokes she understands the process she understands why she's doing it and at the same time she's got this contradiction of she's quitting stand-up being a stand-up comic in this special and she talks about her trauma she talks about but it's funny but it's also there's a lot of pain there, and she also admits a lot to how her pain is turned into jokes for the comfort of the audience, and how that's not something she's willing to do anymore. And so it's it's a very interesting special to navigate, but it really kind of highlights everything we're talking about right here, mm-hmm. um, in, in a very real and humanizing way. And so go watch Nanette by Hannah Gatsby.
2: And if you have a recommendation for us, we're interested. For sure.
0: Max was snapping off to the side, not into the microphone. Max agrees. Right, Max? There
2: it is. <laughs> um, so what else are we missing in this episode other than, like, you know, the major, you know, not cool thing that Aang does?
0: The not cool thing that Aang does? Yeah. yeah. You talking about him being upset about... The way that his relationship is portrayed with Katara in the episode. I'm, I'm specifically talking
2: about the unwarranted kiss that he plants.
0: Yeah. Not good. We've we've talked about it. But yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't kiss, don't touch, don't do things without consent. Period.
2: But you know what Katara says before that? What? I feel like you're overreacting. Yeah. That's what she says to him. I feel like you're kind of overreacting to this, which
0: doesn't help. I got
2: triggered when she said that. (laughs) I was like,
0: (laughs) well, it's it's this moment of, from her perspective, that's clear. Like, how would they know how I truly feel? How are you reading into this? And I've been in Ang's shoes before in like similar moments. Absolutely. And so I get it.
2: Also, like, you, last episode, hello, like, no one said that you were overreacting. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, we
0: shouldn't equate those two situations, but, like... Comparison is a thief of many things. I said that. That was Ben, ben quote. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> Ooh, he's quoted Ben. <laughs> ben who? I just laughed at myself. You see, that? I, it was humor. I laughed at me.
0: Are you laughing with but me? But I think it's it's that moment where it's we're not validating feelings in that moment.
2: Yeah, it's, again, I... I think similarly it's to what mistake. we said, it's an empathic miss, right? Yeah, and it just—I cannot think of a time when I would want to hear. It seems like you're overreacting to the situation.
0: Tell me more.
2: <laughs> you know <laughs> what like, I mean? Like, what, what do, do you mean? mean? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'm ready to hear it.
2: <laughs> oh, I am. What do you tell me more? Help me. Like, what do you? How am I overreacting? Yeah, no one's
0: going to respond that way. Yeah, I think this highlights this and the way the Zuko feels coming out of it, and um, Suki seems lost the majority of the time throughout like this episode. And I didn't know you made out with the moon. Right. I think that uh, these are... Shh. It highlights the fact that typically humor, we never really know the impact it has on everyone that's hearing it. Um, and so though we think everyone might be cool with the joke or we might think that someone who we're using as the butt of the joke is fine with it. And they say that they're fine with it.
2: Doesn't mean they're fine. Doesn't with mean it. they're
0: fine with it. And I think that's a, that's just an important thing to highlight. And, and what's our responsibility of like, do I, is that my fault or their fault? Are they taking things? Are they too sensitive? Are they taking things too seriously? I, it's also something I really hate. Let's we'll talk about that. Me, what's, what's, sensitive. cause I think it's, you're
2: too sensitive. That's the worst. Like I, it is so minimalizing. Right, and there's nothing wrong with sensitivity. And how dare you imply that sensitivity is not okay? Correct. How dare you? Right, like I, like, uh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just, I, oh my god. How dare you? <laughs> I just like, it's unreal. Like I, I just, yeah, you're right. I'm sensitive. Why aren't you sensitive? Like,
0: why are you you're not like, sensitive <laughs> to this? Yeah. Why are you ignoring it? <laughs> Which is not the best, like, most generous assumption. But really, oh, you're just being too sensitive. It was—it's just a joke. It's just—it's just a joke that has racial connotations to it. Why are you being so sensitive to it? I'm sensitive. Why are you not? Well, it's like I'm sensitive. I care. Why don't you care? Right. Or like, <laughs> it's. I just. It's a joke that's just at the expense of women. Why are you so sensitive? It's just a joke. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like
2: the, to me, that's. I still struggle. Because I like I go into those like are my fight or flight moment. I puts right. me in fight or flight, so I am not able to respond in an articulate way. And it's one of those things where like, what there's a there's a quote out there somewhere that's like, uh, I I wish I could have responded with the diatribe that I could have put them in their place, and I can never do. It. I think it's you've got mail, Meg Ryan and her character, and you've got mail is like I never can like respond. At the right time with what I want to say. This might be the wrong movie. Is You've Got Mail better than The Terminal?
0: Yes.
1: Max? (laughs) I would say no, but y'all knew that. Uh, I think You've Got Mail's fine.
2: Moral of the story is she gets to the point where she is. It comes to her mind, and she does lay into somebody because she's got it on her head, and then she regrets it immediately afterwards.
0: Um, those are, again, those are the moments of how do I respond with love and belonging, even though I know you are not coming from that place and I feel like I need to put you in your place, right? Yeah. Someone, someone tweets at me or something that's something that's clearly wrong or factually inaccurate. And my, my response wants to be like, you are so dumb. And here are the 37 reasons why this is stupid. And I can't believe you believe this. Yeah, And I, that is changing no one's mind, and that is not teaching empathy, and that is not teaching how do we best shift and change culture. Yeah. And yeah. yet, that is typically what I want to do. For sure. But yeah, I think that's, we can't tell people they're being too sensitive. And the reality is, they are feeling that way for a reason. Respect the feelings. Right? Respect the feelings. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> the,
2: like, yep. Headline, respect the feelings. Yeah, I just, I I have not, I still don't think even after this conversation, I don't feel more confident with humor. And I think I like it that way because I don't want to feel, I don't know that I want to feel confident, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to be, being less confident makes me more tentative. And I think that makes me more sensitive and I think I'm okay with it.
0: I think it's something that's always going to require awareness and questions. To, is it okay that I'm laughing at this? Why am I laughing at this? I think that's a big question to ask. Why do I think this is funny? But like,
2: because uh, it might like, be. Uh. It might
0: be. It might be funny. And if you break it down, well, it's just is one it I- at the expense of someone else? What are the reasons behind it? Is it at the expense of me? Is it something I can laugh at and say this doesn't affect who I am as a person? Yeah. Or is it something that I can say, why am I shame-talking myself right now?
2: Well, and I think that oh, – I'll, I'll save that for the, my devotional goal. I know what my devotional goal is going to be. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm I not I'm not, not going to
0: waste it. It's a tough episode. It's one of those things where there's not a lot to recap, right? The I literally put, like, the gang watches a portrayal of themselves. They don't really like the portrayal. Like, that's what, yeah. like – because we've seen all these things that happen, and, and and them being the butt of every joke, and I think that the creators, uh, when we if we look at authorial intent, are somewhat doing this because they got feedback on episodes, and they're like playing back on it. Did Jet die? I don't know. <laughs> right? It like it's really unclear. <laughs> yeah, I think like those are moments. Creators are like, Man, we don't really we don't have a canon for this shit. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um. And Combustion Man, like, might have died. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not really sure.
2: Yeah. There's there's a lot there. It's good. Yeah. I just, like, this is an episode that I, I, I can skip, but I'm really glad that we, you know, we got to this episode. We've done this and have this conversation about it because lots of cool stuff.
0: Yeah, if you've got a lens that you look at this episode through, hit us up. Give us a voicemail: at gmail We'd love that. Yeah, do that. More voicemails. All right, Max, we you got any, th- you got anything to add?
1: At this time, I do not. All right.
2: We only have a few episodes left this season, so if you voicemail like now is the time, yeah. like send it in. Because who knows about Cora? Am I right? We need fifty patrons, y'all. Fifty. We're getting there. That's We're getting the closer. Woo-hoo. We want to get there. We want to get to it.
0: Alright, well we will uh, be right back after a quick break and uh, we will do our devotion and our gratitude. Everyone, this is Sunshine, and I want to invite y'all to be a part of our Patreon. By supporting our Patreon, you can join our online community, get bonus episodes each month, and even participate in live episodes with me, Max, and Ben. We are incredibly thankful for all the support y'all have shown, and it means the world to us that you enjoy our conversations. For us to continue this work, our goal is to get to 50 patrons and record season one of Korra, so please support if you feel called to do so. Thank you for being you, and thank you for listening. We love y'all, and hope you enjoy the rest of season three. Now back to the show.
2: And we are back for the remainder of our fun episodes. What we have for you today is a nice, fun practice that we can help uh, utilize our imagination to get a better, more holistic picture of the show. And so the practice that we're going to be trying today is typically called either a sacred or imagination, a sacred imagination, if you will. It's a chance for us to imagine ourselves into the show. And what we want us to, what that theoretically does is it gives us a chance to uh, use our holistic sense, i.e. what are we tasting? What are we literally feeling? What are we uh, seeing? What are we touching as we experience ourselves into this segment? And what we've got for you is we have a 30-second clip that we're going to play. And we want you to get to a point where you can relax while you're listening to this. If possible, and it's safe for you to do so, uh, Like close your eyes and uh, let yourself imagine yourself into the scene. If you're driving, I don't recommend closing your eyes. But uh, do whatever you can or whatever you need to do in order to prepare yourself to be immersed in the scene and experience it. You can be a fly on the wall. You can be a character that is named. You can be... Anyone that's in this scene, and just to give you kind of a a picture of where we are, we are going to dive into a moment of the show where Toff's character is first revealed. And so that's just giving you a picture of wherever you are in case you want to imagine yourself into a specific character. Without further ado, we are going to introduce this 30-second clip, and then uh, Sunshine and I are going to tell you about how we imagine ourselves into the scene. And then we'll go from there. You ready? Ready. All right, Max, hit us with that clip.
1: In the sky, you have to look underground. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I... My name's Tough, because it sounds like tough. And that's just what I am. Wait a minute.
2: I sound like a guy. A really buff guy. Well, Toph, what you hear up there is the truth. It hurts, doesn't it? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have cast it any other way. <laughs> At least it's not a flying bald lady. Thank you, Max, for giving us that nice little clip. That was a, a rich in feeling. I don't remember feeling those feelings when I was just watched it earlier, but, mm. God, imagining myself into it was a completely different experience. Um, it's what intentionality does. So, Sunshine, you had an opportunity. You, you, yes. Like, tell me, who were you as you imagined yourself into this scene?
0: I was a Fire Nation citizen, elite okay. citizen, sitting in the box next to them. And I am annoyed. Tell me more. They talk all the time during <laughs> the middle of this performance. And I'm not paying to hear what they have to say. I'm here to enjoy the show. Wow. I had never considered it from that perspective. I'm. They've talked all show long. The whole time. And I'm somewhat mad that an usher has not been Yeah. There. Why haven't you said anything to them? I'm not gonna get up and complain. I'm non-confrontational as this Fire Nation employee, so I'm just gonna sit and pout. Interesting. Wow, that's what I was feeling. And right now, I'm. Did you overhear on anything edge. that
2: they said? Or are you intentionally not listening? Or they're mumbling? Okay. Something about casting. Ah, uh, but hmm. I see. Just Fire Nation. Kids. But I'm upset
0: with them. Yeah. Interesting. They're chatting. How did they afford this box? These are good seats. <laughs>
2: I thought they had top box, not good seats.
0: They were clearly in their own box. Like, uh, it might be around the balcony. Didn't but... they say at the beginning of the episode that this was like nosebleeds? Oh, wow. Well. I'm, then I'm even more mad. Oh. Yeah. I paid for the best seats that I could afford, and these children are ruining oh. it. Ugh, those jerks. Okay. The fire flakes are also stale. Ooh. And I had to pay 14 Dollars when they should only cost three. Oh man Stadi- <laughs> stadium price gouging well this is like there's such a cool theater thing. price gouging <laughs> there's such a cool thing like
2: this is where head starts to come from is where we imagine ourselves into the scene and we can create this like head and it's it's really beautiful like this is how like fan fictions are like started and then it's just really neat to imagine ourselves into this scene and i, I really love how you cre- created this perspective that doesn't like it's not there that we don't see directly on screen mm-hmm. but like that person's there you know and annoyed and very annoyed yeah so uh, you know funnily enough i was also annoyed
0: oh, were you uh, were you around the corner were you another n- no. person I, was, I don't know why i'm still doing this character <laughs> <laughs> it's very you're, Moira you're really from me. from shit's <laughs> creek <laughs> you followed through um
2: yeah i'm i was katara And Katara, like, has been getting, like, poked at by Toph the whole episode throughout, like, being laughed at indirectly um, and somewhat directly via the laughing at the character of Katara. And Katara's like, oh, she's going to react the same way we have. She's not going to like her character. We haven't liked our character. And so she's like, I'm going to hit it where it hurts because I know this is going to hurt her. And so I'm going to like, I'm going to dig where she's hurting.
0: What is this meant to accomplish? Well, and I don't think
2: she's thinking. I rather I wasn't thinking about that. I was so like wanting her to feel what I had felt. To
0: learn the lesson.
2: Yeah, I want her I want her to learn that le- That's exactly what I was feeling. I I'm want her, going to teach you. I'm going to be like, I'm going to use the exact words you threw at me because I know that this is like a universal feeling. And then I'm like, you know, oddly enough, when she wasn't, like, I was like,
0: I felt worse. Has there ever really been a moment where you're like, I'm going to teach you a lesson and it's panned out where the other person has been like, thank you for teaching me that lesson. <laughs> Or is it always like, I think I taught you the lesson. The other person's like, that really hurt. And, you know, this, this is a strand on our relationship. Or yeah. the point isn't made. It just like in this instance where Toph was like, no, I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I, as Katara, I felt worse after my jab didn't land. It was just like. I just felt defeated in a way. And I felt oddly, I felt like I felt more alone and less understood by Toph, which was also not great, you know? And
0: it wasn't a great feeling. Was Toph also didn't see your pain? That yeah. That you were trying to share?
2: Maybe that was, I guess that is a part of it. Like I didn't feel seen, right? Because I, like I wanted her to, but also I wanted to know. wasn't great. My strategy wasn't great. I wanted her to know that, she felt the things that I felt and yeah, my way of doing it was like, I'm going to make her feel what I felt. And instead it's like, I feel less seen because I expected her to know what it felt like. And now I don't think she does yet still. And yeah, that's a bummer.
0: This is a fun little exercise. I'm a fan. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it again. Why not? We'll see. We'll see. Okay.
2: So we're going to move on to our devotion. We we but like hey if you want to send a voicemail in of like who did you imagine yourself as well, that could be fun send us a voicemail do tell that. us about it and we will put it on the show if we can
0: lovely two minutes or less yeah do your best we believe in you devotion element fire. <laughs> We didn't dun- 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 start dun- 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 the fire. It's a different song.
2: It was always burning since the world's been All burning. Right.
0: Element of fire. We did devotion. The- do you got one or do you want me to go? You, you go. said you said you had one. <laughs> I forgot. That no. was so long ago. <laughs> That's okay. Um my devotion is honestly I am going to try to be much better this week about not using sarcasm. Mm. I think that I try to play it as humor. It is typically at someone else's expense. I'm really going to try to harness that back and I'm really that. guilty of that, too. Um, because I don't think it creates a warming environment. I don't think that that creates uh, the environment that I'm trying to create, which is a, one of safety and, and caring. And empathy and, and sarcasm doesn't allow for that. And so I think that, Tell that is... Tell me about the
2: fire element in that.
0: It's warming. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, it's warming. I want to create a warm space. And so it, it felt like tough, where you tried to, like, call me out. I wasn't
2: <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I meant to do. So, I
1: thought that's Paul Simon that tries to call me out. You're the worst. <laughs> it was actually really good. I liked it.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's why I'm a, I'm going to really try to, to not use sarcasm this week. That's my goal. You're not the worst, Max. Speaking of sarcasm, I I think you're really really great.
2: How are you going to create a warming environment? <laughs> <laughs> That was a good example of laughing with. I was laughing with, even though he was just calling me out. So, um, y'all, I humor and I struggle. I've said this, and what I want to do is I want to find a way uh, to laugh once a day because I don't. And I'm, I want to laugh once a day. So I, I, I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> stoke my fire. Every oh, day nice. uh, by, you know, making sure that I am exercising my laugh uh, muscles at least once a day. And, I, like, I, you know, you hear a quote. There's the quote out there somewhere that's, like, you should laugh once and cry once every day. And I'm just, like, that's a lot to ask for. Um, so I, I want to laugh, and I want to challenge myself to stoke that fire and laugh once a day.
0: Laughter is great. Mm. Focus on it building connection love it we love it
2: yeah laughing with
0: laughing with yeah all right so which th- brings us to gratitude let's talk gratitude gratitude L- honestly in really in a serious fashion one of my favorite parts of our episodes is this moment for sure absolutely i really love that we do this and have started doing this and I'm, I'm, I'm glad my gratitude i think is for sacco I think, and I think, for me, it's his ability to look at these, and I think his experience through this process was one of, this could be funnier, I think that this could be, like, he was really enjoying the aspect of being a part of it, um... And I just appreciated his attitude and the fact that he's done the self work. It seems as if he's done the self work to this point to be able to experience it in this way. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that, that that's there. And that's something that I continue to work on. And so I, that's I really want to give give gratitude to Sokka.
2: I love that. Mm. You know, we've, we've talked about how we give Toph a lot of gratitude and uh, I'm going to do it again. Because, you know, Toph is excellent. But this, this moment where Toph has been in a position of uh, humorous privilege, if you will, um, so to speak. Where she's been able to laugh the whole time and she hasn't felt uh, super cornered, at least not outwardly. And I, I'm really grateful for the moment she has with Zuko. Where she is so empathetic. And so loving and kind and um, brings in her conversation with Uncle Iro, and says, you are loved, you are cared for, he cares about you. And it was just a really touching moment. And I think that expressing affection is hard for her, which is why she ends by punching him, because it was uncomfortable. But I still think it was a really beautiful moment. And I'm really grateful for her diving into that, uh, that love and kindness. And so I'm grateful for Toph.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Well, that's been another episode as we talk about the Ember Island, Ember Say it again players.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Is this a filler episode? Did we learn? Is that we've we've said there before are there, are no, there no are no filler episodes, episodes. But like, is it? But maybe is it? Is it? There's. I feel like there's
2: always a recap episode. It's not one that
0: I dislike. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't dislike this episode. It's not a waste of space. No. Like I dislike the nightmares and daydream daydreams and nightmares. What
2: that are one? your thoughts, listeners? Is this yeah. like the worst episode? Is this your favorite episode? Like, where is it on the spectrum for you? How do you feel about it? Is it what? Where is the value of this episode, and where does it lie? And what are your thoughts?
0: Next week. Ooh.
2: What is next week?
0: Episode eighteen. Sozin's comment part one. We're getting to the oh the, my thick gosh! Of it. We're is it really it? it? Yeah. We're, we're on the. We're approaching. We're there. Like,
2: part one of the finale yep
0: so Dang. make sure you're tuning in for that uh you can find us at bmb underscore pod check us twitter out. and instagram bending not breaking on facebook check us out and patreon.com slash bmb underscore pod yeah check that to support out. us there i'm sunshine mayfield and i'm ben pruitt and as always max is on the dials and this has been bending not breaking thank you for listening bye